Hi, I'm Vincent Andrasani, and this is The Place of Sound. This is the first episode of the show, so we should probably begin at the beginning. That means saying a few things about what the show is, how it came about, and what it hopes to be. And to do that, we'll begin with the title itself, The Place of Sound. Now, place is a word that we make use of often in our everyday speech. We talk about places as particular locations. We might say, I'll meet you at your place. Or when we've lost something, we say that it's been misplaced. But there are folks like human geographers who've dug a lot deeper into the meaning of the term. And they've theorized it in relation to the idea of space. For them, space is a geography that's empty. It's abstract or alienating. It's a physical landscape absent any particular social or cultural meaning. The place, on the other hand, is familiar. It's relational. But above all, it's meaningful. Place refers to the character of space, which emerges as a result of the things that happen in it. And as someone who studies sound and listening, place, for me, is something to be heard. In one sense, we hear about it in the stories we tell. We bring it to life through dialogue when we talk about particular spaces and particular moments. But we also hear place in a bit of a different sense as well. We hear it in the everyday sounds that surround us. The soundscape, which is a term used to describe the landscape of sound, is also a way of hearing place. Sounds mark spaces like, for instance, particular horns or bells, or the sounds of pedestrians, cyclists, and even traffic. They're all part of what makes our experience of place, and so they offer a really interesting way of asking questions about the cultural landscape. And this is how and why this show is The Place of Sound. So what we'll do on this show is think about place in both ways. We'll listen to the meanings that people find in the landscape through the stories they tell about it, as well as in the sounds that are associated with it, that is, in the soundscape. And what specifically we'll listen to is the work produced in my digital media production course, a fourth year media production workshop in Carleton University's Communication and Media Studies program. In this course, students produce oral history projects, or audio portraits as we call them, by interviewing others on the topic of home. They also produce soundscape composition. And lastly, they produce podcasts, which over recent semesters have been about the isolation they've experienced during the pandemic. These are the types of stories that we'll listen to in this episode, and that we'll listen to in the episodes to come. In this episode, we'll listen to three projects, an audio portrait, a soundscape composition, and a short podcast. The audio portrait was produced by Yaqing Za, the soundscape composition by Marissa Edwards, and the podcast by Caitlin Merskog. I'll let Yaqing and Marissa introduce their projects themselves, but I'll jump back in for a quick second before we listen to Caitlin's project. Yaqing, the floor is yours.
Hi everyone, my name is Yaqing. I'm a fourth year student studying at Carleton University. In this audio portrait project, I got the chance to talk to one of my close friends, Hu Zhen, who is also an international student. She comes from Guangzhou, which is located in the southern part of China. In the audio, she not only talks about her hometown memory and her current life in Ottawa, but also shared her mixed feeling as an international student living abroad. She expressed her confusion towards her self-identity and towards the future ahead. Hi, my name is Chen. I come from China, and my hometown city is Guangzhou, uh, where a big city in the southern part of China. And I'm now studying communication and media studies in the Carleton University. I have already left my home for about four years now. I think one of the things I miss the most is the food in Guangzhou, and. You know, Guangzhou is famous for its Guangdong dim sum, and everybody should know it, right? I can still remember the smell of the food and the smell of cigarettes mixed together in the summer evenings when I hang out with my friends and families. I think that represents Guangzhou in my memory. And I also remember that when I was in my high school, there was a breakfast shop on my neighborhood. I really liked to go there with my friends in the early morning to have breakfast there and then head out to school. But unfortunately, after the first year of study here in Ottawa,、uh, when I came back home that summer, my mom told me that the sh- breakfast shop was closed due to the unknown reasons. And at that moment, I felt so sad because I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye to the owner. And I also felt that part of the memory in Guangzhou just disappeared. At that moment, I also realized that my hometown is experiencing the rapid change. I think it already turning into somewhere that I'm not familiar as before. In Ottawa, it's more quiet. The lifestyle is more slow, so it doesn't have many dazzling commercial streets as Guangzhou has. But after four years living here, I felt like I started to yield to my habit, which I think it's kind of terrible because I started to get used to the life routine here. However, Ottawa is still somewhere far away from my definition of home. But the weird thing is that when I went back to Guangzhou last year. There was a sense of alienation to me as well because the city is still uh is still developing, so the like the city construction, the economic development are are all like rapidly changing. So I felt like Guangzhou is not the city I was familiar with as before. And when I finally got a sense of familiarity after my I, my four month stay in Guangzhou, I had to go back to Ottawa again. So I feel like I no longer have a home according to the traditional definition. So I'm sometimes confused about my identity. I'm not a I'm not belong to Guangzhou anymore, but I'm also not a Canadian. My name is Marissa Edwards, and this is my soundscape composition. Titled "When City and Nature Meets, Adventure Awaits," the soundscape is composed of sounds from a walk I took in the Stony Swamp Trails here in Ottawa. I chose this location because of the space I share with my family, and has been a spot I can go to to explore nature during the pandemic. You'll hear sounds of our footsteps, a nearby lake and stream, car and plane sounds, birds, as well as some sounds I recorded in my home. The composition is a narration of the walk, along with some sounds that the surroundings made me think of, but were not actually present. Such as a fireplace and a clock.
As I spend most of my time inside these last few months, just listening to the clock tick by, I find myself longing for adventure. They say adventure is right outside your front door. I decided to find out. Just five minutes by car, away from my house is a labyrinth of wooded trails waiting to be explored. More and more recently, I join my mom and my sister in a walk through these trails. It's a spot that allows for surprise and intrigue to cut through the expectability of everyday life. The weather has given us a fresh coat of snow and ice that covers the trails and crunches as we walk. The leaves have fallen off the trees, buried under the snow, allowing the sounds of the cars or a plane from above to pierce through the silence of the forest. There is no option to turn off these sounds. They are constant. Instead, I choose to let my mind wander, making the city sounds a part of the adventure. Where are these people going? What adventures lie ahead for them? My own adventure with my family is by foot, but who knows where we'll end up. We pass by a lake with the lapping of the water drowning out the cars, just for a second. As a kid, I used to throw rocks, attempting to skip stones. I wasn't very good at it then either. The wind is harsh, rustling the grass. We pass by an old farmhouse with smoke rising from the chimney. I can imagine the warm fire and comfort for those inside. The sound of the running stream begs to be explored, going off the beaten track to investigate. Returning to my family, we head back to the car, back into the city, but also back into the world, with more adventures waiting to be had.
final piece in this episode is a podcast by Caitlin Merskog, who offers a beautiful tribute to her bunny, Barney. Barney was a great companion to her during the first few months of lockdown, helping her through the feelings of isolation that so many of us have experienced over the last year or so. It was Barney that helped Caitlin create place and was central to her idea of home, and she describes it so thoughtfully and with so much affection throughout the piece. Enjoy. The reason we're smiling is because of you, Barney. Today's been really special. Oh, it was special for me, too. Of course, every day is special when you spend it with people you love. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family with a great big hug and a kiss from me to you. Won't you say you love me too? Now that we have sort of reached a new kind of normal, or something resembling that of life before the pandemic, the months leading up to the summer seem somewhat of a distant memory. To me, it feels like March to June happened two years ago, rather than six months. I remember saying to myself and friends, this is going to blow over soon, maybe in two weeks. Yeah, Sure, Jan, cut to December 9th, and we're still here. The fact of the matter is, the person you are today never would have existed if that time never happened. All of us experiencing the trials and tribulations that COVID has offered us. Even so, I'm sure we can all agree when I say, I wish this never happened. And I'm sure we have all wondered how different life would be if it didn't. I could choose to be angry over the circumstances, which I am, but... Instead, I have come to peace with it, and I'm excited to see what the future holds. Hopefully something bright to lead us out of this indefinite abyss. During my time in quarantine, I had found new ways of keeping myself occupied. Yes, there was school, but I'm sure many students can relate when I say that school can only occupy so much of your time. I took comfort in cooking, learning new recipes, trying out foods I probably never would have bothered to try as I never had the time. I also tried my best to exercise. Okay, when I say I tried my best, I think I only worked out for a week. Even Chloe Ting, the booty master, couldn't pull me out of my COVID funk. Or maybe that's because I was too busy drinking. Whoops, I said what I said. There's a reason LCBO stayed open, like Wendy Williams greeting me at the door saying, how you doing? (laughs) However, anything I could have done could not have helped the inevitable loneliness I experienced during this time cute tiny violin music from Spongebob. Many times a night I found myself lost, confused, and isolated in my lamented sadness, unearthed in my sanctuary, my one bedroom plus an apartment in Ottawa. Unfortunately, I had the den with no window and instead a small glass partition letting in the few hours of daylight. Daylight I would never see because I was half asleep most of the time. Adjusting from working until two in the morning to doing nothing at all was also rather difficult. I used to be a hostess at a restaurant. I yearned to go back to my daily routine, one where I could look hot and go to work, look hot and go to Joey's, look hot and go to school. Okay, who am I kidding? I looked like a dead rat going to school, but it was the principle of something to look forward to, having a regimen, having a life. But like all of us, I had to adopt a new one. 
Amongst all my experiences during this time, there really is only one thing I was so grateful for, and that was my sweet little rabbit, Barney. I could go on and on about being alone, but I never really was. Even though he couldn't talk or do anything resembling a human, his presence was more than enough. I never knew that when I got him, that his purpose in my life was so much greater than what I thought it ever could be. I had animals pretty much my whole life. Yes, most of them being goldfish and a hamster once, but the only pets I consider family are my angels back at home, my cats, Nala and Sienna, who I raised from being kittens. But when I moved to Ottawa, I couldn't take them with me, so for four years I was always missing that part of my life, and many times I found myself wanting a little pet for myself during my time here. But due to circumstance, committing to a pet was not in the cards for me, so I did without. It wasn't until August of last year I was given an opportunity. Me and my brother William were on our way back home from visiting my father's grave on his death anniversary. Sorry, I know that was unexpected, but this is just how the story goes. I digress. We were passing at PetSmart, as we've done many times before, but something kept telling me to stop. I told him to pull over so I could go in and get some treats for the girls. While I was in the cat aisle, William called out to me and said, Caitlin, come look at this rabbit. <laughs> so I run over and see the cutest little rabbit I've ever seen. He was white with light gray ears and paws. Immediately, I fell in love with him and I broke the rules and opened the cage to pet him. He was so soft, sweet and gentle. I whispered little coos to him, and as I was saying my goodbyes, he ran up to the cage and stood up as if to say, Where are you going? Come back! I knew right then and there that he was mine. I took him home the next day, and thus started my adventure with my new rabbit. Barney's original name was Snowball, and obviously I had to change it. When I was little, my dad used to sing to me, I love you, you love me, from Barney. So there was only one name I had in mind, and it suited him perfectly. My dad's from Finland, and his nickname for me was Pupu when I was a little girl, which means bunny in Finnish. I'd like to think he sent Barney to me that day. Just as I was his Pupu, Barney was mine. Barney taught me so much. I'd never owned a rabbit before, and I won't lie that getting used to him and his behaviors and lifestyle wasn't easy. You wouldn't think that rabbits are a lot of work, but believe me, they are. They are so high maintenance. And I didn't want to be that rabbit owner who kept them in a cage all day while feeding them cheap pellets and water from a bottle. I wanted to give him the best life possible. He was free roam 90% of the time, had a big X-band to sleep in. He knew how to use a litter box, got fresh hay every day, got fresh food every day, his regular meal being one full romaine lettuce head, three carrots or two apples, topped with cilantro. I always wanted to incorporate other foods, but that little bastard was so picky, he only ate those things. Well, that and anything I was eating. I could never be in peace when doing so. I admit that I am a couch eater and I love to watch Netflix while I eat. And the second I picked up my plate to go sit, Barney was chasing after me. I would have to push him off the couch at least six times before I could enjoy my food. But that sweet little face earned a couple nibbles if he tried hard enough. Above all, Barney's number one guilty pleasure, something he would have killed for, was tortilla chips. Even if I would crinkle the bag, he would yeah. bolt from wherever okay. he was, tumbling Let's over know. his big clumsy Let's rabbit feet, getting ready to munch and crunch. I also love those chips, the specific brand being the Tostitos Cantina chips, and I always had them in the house, so he often got his fill. 
<sighs> Me and Barney developed our own relationship. I was his mommy and he was my little boy. My life revolved around him, his schedule being incorporated with mine, feeding him, changing his litter, spending time with him. But in exchange, he gave me a friendship, a friendship I would never have known if it weren't for him. Always there for me, offering me his silent presence, a laugh, a cuddle, <laughs> or if I was lucky, a kiss on the cheek. In November last year, I got mono, which is as shitty as people say it is, and I had no one to take care of me. My roommate paid no mind to me while I suffered, so I spent most of my time in bed. So I had to let Barney roam around my bedroom and the living room unsupervised. One night, I felt him jump onto my bed, and I was too weak to push him off. Accepting the fate of him pooing or peeing, yes, he did that. Unfortunately, it is a rabbit's way of saying, I love you, you're mine. I noticed he wasn't moving, and I got suspicious, so I got up, and there he was, laying at the edge of my feet his fat neck and chest puffed out, eyes half shut. He was protecting me, knowing that I was sick. It was then I knew Barney loved me just as much as I loved him. That's the thing with animals. They really are much more in tune with us than we think. His intelligence alone reminded me that even the simplest rabbit is capable of feeling emotions similar to ours, to feel a sense of familiarity, safety, comfort, and love. He really was the only true friend I've ever had here, because with him, I was never alone. When COVID hit, my roommate moved in with her boyfriend in another city, so it was just me and Barney. He was the majority of my life, as my only real purpose was to take care of him. Yes, I took up other activities like cooking, working out, sometimes, or whatever else, but my only real responsibility was to make sure that he was happy and healthy. Every three days, I would trek out in the cold to buy lettuce, or to Healthy Pets on Bank Street to buy pellets and hay. Every day at 5 p.m., he got fed, and again at 12 a.m. We had a late schedule. And every day, I tried my best to keep him entertained, or mainly myself entertained, as I was always bothering him. I would hold Barney in my arms as I danced around the living room listening to the weekend's new album. I would hold him close to my chest and slow dance to Frank Sinatra, my little Fred Astaire. Okay, that sounds weird, but even little things like dancing with him, I found so much joy in, and he never seemed to mind as I slowly spun him around and lifted him in the air like Johnny did to Baby in Dirty Dancing. He also was my audience as I sung opera while doing dishes in the kitchen. I would watch him munch loudly away on his lettuce in the living room. In the bathroom, I would hold him up in the mirror and point to his reflection and say, Look, it's you! His big feet dangling in my arms while his tiny paws gripped my shoulder. When the weather got better, I would frequently take Barney out on walks. Yes, he had a leash and he loved to go outside. It always took him a few minutes to get adjusted, but when he was comfortable, it felt like I was walking a dog. We would walk around Dow's Lake or the Arboretum, strangers gawking at us, probably because they had never seen a rabbit being walked on a leash. Or other times, I would have people come up to me and say, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen, because he just was the cutest thing. Being confined to the house was not only a lot for me, but for him, and we took comfort in being able to go outside when we could. Some days I wouldn't feel like going to Dow's, so I would venture to the large grass space outside the government building surrounding my house. I would set up a blanket accompanied with music, chips, and my Barney, and we would lay down together. He would rest in the crook of my neck while we lay out in the sunshine that would cast in his red eyes, turning them lavender. And with the good days came the bad days. Days I would miss home, my friends, the entirety of my old life. I would often fall asleep on the couch midday, wallowing in my self-pity. 
but I was always awakened to a sleeping Barney beside my head. He always made me feel better. When lockdown was lifted and we had more mobility in Barney. our lives, I had family matters Should to attend to back that? at home. So Barney got to enjoy the summer in my backyard, zipping around back and forth, hiding in the garden and curiously following around my cat, Sienna, who even though hissed at him, would always keep a watchful eye. Even my other cat, Nala, who was also skeptical of him, found herself playing sister to him, even if that meant hey, her batting no, him on the head. Stop. It brought me so much happiness to have given him a beautiful summer after such a confining spring. I had to go back and forth from Toronto to Ottawa quite frequently. Barney accompanied me each time, and long hours of traveling were quite straining on the both of us. Our last trip proved to be too stressful, and Barney got sick. I immediately knew what he had, GI status, the most common killer of rabbits. He had it before, and I knew the protocol, so I took him to the vet, and because of COVID, I couldn't come inside with him. To this day, I don't know what happened when he was in there, but when I took him home, I knew something wasn't right. He was limp in my arms when I took him out of his carrier, and all I could do was hold him to my chest. As we silently sat there, he mustered whatever strength he had left to lick my face. I gave him his medicine, told him I loved him, and decided to give him some quiet time to rest. I laid him in his pen and covered him in the baby blue blanket I bought him when I first got him. Later that night, he passed away. You might ask, how could something so small mean something so big? The answer is easy. Even though he was just a little rabbit, Barney taught me to find happiness in the littlest of things, to always look at the bright side, acceptance, patience, and as cheesy as it sounds, how to love with an open heart. When I look back on my time with him, it not only reminds me of what I lost during this time of isolation, but also what I gained. I gained a new sense of self, being able to make do with what I was given, to find things to keep me sane, entertained, or even finding new things about myself. If it weren't for COVID, I probably never would have bothered to learn how to cook sous vide scrambled eggs or learn how to do the choreography to Slay for You by Britney Spears. I never would have had to learn how to find comfort in being alone or to find happiness and excitement in going to the park watching strangers with their dogs or the ducks and the ducklings diving for food in the lake. I never would have learned that even the little things in life are enough to be able to say, I have a life worth living. And most importantly, I never would have realized that even having a little rabbit to keep me company could make the most dreary day into a wonderful one. And I'm sure anyone can relate to at least one thing that has done the same for them. Over time, I have come to peace with Barney's death, and I am eternally grateful for the time I spent with him. But as I say this, I realize that his death represents more than the loss of a pet, but also the loss of what you once knew, the uncertainty of the future full of despair and anger. But as time goes by, life reveals that not all change is bad and that there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. It just takes some time to get there. After a very long year, there's a lot I miss. I miss going to Carlton. I miss going to work. <laughs> I miss boys. I miss going to the bar with my friends. I miss my family, but most of all, I miss my sweet baby boy, my Barney. I'll never know why God chose to end our time together, but I do know that Barney came to me for a reason and that he loved me just as I loved him. I only ever wanted to give him a beautiful life, 
I never thought he would have given me one in return. And such a gift it was to have loved and to be loved by the silly, rebunctious, friendly, and sweet little rabbit. I'll always love you, Barney. Thank you for being my friend. Thanks very much for tuning in to the first episode of The Place of Sound. I hope you've enjoyed some of the stories you heard, and I can promise that there's so much more just like this in future episodes. To hear them, tune in to CKCU Radio every other Monday at 6.30pm, browse the archive on ckcufm.com, or visit the website at theplaceofsound.ca. I'm Vincent Andresani, and I'll see you next time on The Place of Sound.